everyone, and welcome to Lex Talk About It, a podcast featuring interesting people doing important things in Lexington, Kentucky. Brought to you by North Lime Coffee and Donuts. In this episode, we had the great pleasure of interviewing our mayor, Linda Gordon. We loved having the chance to speak with her, and we hope you enjoy our talk. about today we we have a list of hard-hitting policy questions yeah. okay i'm ready for you <laughs> we actually when we did this we said there are some people in the public eye especially people like you who always have to be on and mm-hmm. and are answering the hard-hitting questions plenty and we said we'd love to just know more about these people as as people mm-hmm. so we don't have any hard-hitting no we don't oh yeah. good we, sorry we really well, yeah. just wanted to to be able to talk to you kind of some about your your personal experience in in lexington and even how that relates to neither of us are politicians <clears throat> yeah. and and we were before you got here just talking about what is it like to be a, a politician in a town that's of our size mm-hmm. i went to the grocery last night in sweats and I and as I was do doing that, that as I was doing that, I was thinking about this. And I was yeah. thinking, can she go to the grocery and sweats? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I have actually sort of given up the grocery yeah. because if I go, it takes me two hours to get yeah. two things. Oh my gosh. Because you know, I like people. I like to talk to people, and they want to talk to me. Yeah. So my husband does all the grocery shopping. <laughs> I was gonna ask if you did like the click list or something like that from Kroger, which yeah, I, he I, just goes. Yeah, that's good. He's like you're on a click list. That's awesome. Uh huh. He is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was laughing because I was like, my, we were talking about what, what what was our any political experience at all, and I only had one. I went in sixth grade. I was the chaplain for our oh, student council, okay. and the only reason I did that was because no one else was running. So <laughs> he couldn't face the prospect of defeat. So you chose the one where no one else was running. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So well, I, now there's some smart to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still worked on a speech and stuff. Yeah, but I was curious. Did you ever like? Did you did you do that? And I was on student council. Were you really? Mm-hmm. I was the secretary. Nice, nice. And um, I loved all that stuff. I don't remember if I had to actually run. I guess I did. Mm -hmm. You know, I have no clue if I had an opponent. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I've always been pretty interested. In high school, I was in clubs where I was the president. And, you know, it just is sort of in me. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I can't tamp it down. Right. But I will tell you back to what you said. For several years as a council member, I hated being called a politician ah. because it had a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. And I would say, I am not a politician. I'm a public servant. Mm-hmm. And finally, <laughs> my husband said, Linda, get over it. <laughs> you're, you're elected, so you're a politician. And I said, all right, I give up. <laughs> no avoiding it. Was was city council the first thing you ran for other than student council? Yes. Yes. Okay. 
it was in 1998, I first ran. 98. And um, <clears throat> so I, I don't know if you know, my background is nursing. Mm -hmm. I'm a registered nurse mm -hmm. and I spent a full career nursing and I was very naive <laughs> when the seat came open in the fourth district at, at breakfast one morning, I said to my husband, now, I think I could do that. You know, mm -hmm. I love working with people. Mm -hmm. I love solving problems. And he said, yeah, yeah, and went back to the paper. <laughs> and so I started calling people. And one of the people I called was Isabel Yates, uh -huh. a beloved council member and former vice mayor. And I did not know her at the time. And I said, tell me how many meetings you have, <laughs> which was showed my naivete because she said she started laughing and she said, well, we have Tuesday meeting and a Thursday meeting twice a month. But, you know, Dylan, have you heard? Do, yeah. She has this beautiful South Carolina. You know, Dylan, you never know. <laughs> And I thought, okay. <laughs> and a couple weeks after that, I had talked to enough people that I thought, I, I'd like to do this. Yeah. And, <clears throat> of course, that was when I said to my husband, you know, I think I want to do this. And he said, what? <laughs> he said, you're kidding. <laughs> I said, nope, I want to do this. He said, okay. And there were five of us in my first race. There were five because it was an open seat. Mm -hmm. And um, I won. So that was the beginning. What is it like sitting there on election night watching returns come in, uh, especially the very first one? It's nerve wracking yeah. because, you know, you've worked your heart and soul out for this. Yeah gone door to door. My entire family went door to door for me and we covered the entire district twice. Hmm. It's that's a pretty big yeah. load. And so we were all pretty invested in it. And I knew if I got elected, I could do a good job. I I mean, what I didn't know anything about was the politics of it. Oh. And it's pretty nerve wracking, you know, and you work so hard and then you have no idea yeah. what will happen. You turn the TV on and you start watching returns. Yeah. So it was pretty exciting, you know, to do that. No kidding. Uh-huh. That's in 98. And you served for mm -hmm. 16 years? Yes. I My first year on then was 99. Okay. And uh, I served through 2014. Mm-hmm. And the last four years, I was the vice mayor. You know, if you run at large in the whole county and you get the most votes, election night, you become vice mayor. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a big surprise. <laughs> but along the way, I learned a lot about politics, mm -hmm. which I literally knew nothing. I was apolitical. Yeah. Say you know. some more about that. Well... You know, there's good, bad, and ugly. Um, I bet you already know that. <laughs> no, I, that's, but that's the extent of what I you know. You <laughs> know, it's it's uh, people people run for office for many different reasons, and I ran simply because I thought I could do a good job for the people. Mm -hmm. And I learned that everybody's not necessarily there, 
And when I first was seated on the council, I learned that people could be really mean to each other. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who knew? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was a nurse, for Pete's sakes. And I was still working my nursing job, you know, alongside serving as a council member. Because it's only a part-time position. Council, on, on paper. Yes, on, <laughs> on paper. paper. <laughs> Council positions are part-time. Now, when I was elected vice mayor, I served that job full-time, even though it was considered part-time. Mm-hmm. But as the leader of the council, there's a lot more to do. And so I retired from my nursing job but because I couldn't do both. Yeah. And I've, to this day, still kept my license active, which means I've taken continuing education every year, and and I love my profession, mm-hmm. you know, and invested a lot in my profession. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I kind of say, well, if this gig doesn't work out, I can always go back to nursing, <laughs> right? <laughs> so far, it's worked out well. So, um, but, you know, politics is so interesting. In my whole life, up until the time I was elected, I, believe it or not, well, I grew up in a small town in Ohio, so it's it was sort of, I was a little bit naive about the world, mm. so to speak, and I didn't realize that people traded political favors. This is just an example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would never have thought to do something just because somebody else would promise to support me on something. That was not part of my DNA. Mm -hmm. And learning those kinds of things that, and it's, that's not always bad, you know, but I was unfamiliar with that territory totally. So you, you learn a lot. (laughs) I sat it, in my seat on the council for the first six weeks, and I didn't have a clue what was going on a lot of times because it's it's really quick. And they go from one thing to the other, and if you don't understand how it works, you can quickly become uh, to where you, you know, you're going, what's going on? I was sitting, I'll never forget, I was sitting next to Willie Fogel most meetings, and I say, what's going on? And he'd say, be calm, Gorton, be calm. (laughs) It will soon become evident. (laughs) So I asked a lot of questions and I finally became comfortable with, you know, the flow of things Mm -hmm. and just what was, what was going on. Because there's a lot to learn. It is a huge learning curve. It's a new language. Yeah. That's you're, right. you're making decisions about which streets get paved in your district. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I can't imagine trying to get caught up to speed on all the mm-hmm. things that all it's, of a sudden you've got to be an yes. expert in. Or, it's a huge effort. Yeah. I spent a lot of time early on going throughout government to meet people and figure out what they did, mm-hmm. you know. And, it, and, and throw on top of that a huge issue that was being worked to come forward for a vote, the fairness ordinance. I was seated in January 99. The fairness ordinance was already in the works and being discussed and moving forward. I knew nothing about it. So 
of course, I was going to have to vote on it, you know. And so I tried to educate myself. This is what you do if you're in elected office. You are expected to educate yourself on the policies that are moving forward. And so and that you do can you have make... a policy team. I mean, you're, you're a part time worker yourself. Is, is there anyone helping as a council member? As a council yes. member? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was a small team of council core staff. I mean, okay. it's three or four people working for the whole council and then each council member has an aide so the the aides do a lot of constituent work you know you call your council member and say there is a pothole that's been in front of my house for two years (laughs) (laughs) can you please get it paved but see we we've morphed we now have 311 Mm-hmm. where citizens can call with mm-hmm. those kinds of things. And, and they're very efficient at getting the issues to the right place in government. That's cool. But it's a big learning curve. And, of course, my I think my 16 years helped me mm-hmm. as mayor yeah. because I wasn't brand new with zero government knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I was, you know, every other job. Typically, when you start, you there's a training manual, mm. <laughs> and that doesn't exist, mm-hmm. right? I mean, so to figure out all, all this stuff on your own, mm-hmm. it's got to be tough. Mm-hmm. It's no punch list, sort of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, my impression of your job now, mm-hmm. and this is from we scheduled this meeting, and you've got to be back at City Hall in an hour for a meeting, and I just submitted something for you to come and speak for five minutes somewhere else later this year. Oh, good. My, my impression <laughs> of your life is that you run from one place to another and you spend about 30 minutes there and then you have to run to the next place. Is that is that how it really is? <laughs> well, not not exactly, okay. but first of all, I'm a people person. Yeah. So I want to be out in the community mm-hmm. telling people what's going on, uh, working with folks to fix problems. And so I think part of my job is sort of that. Yeah. And some things are five minutes, some things are 30 minutes, some things are an hour. And I'm all over the place, and I love that. I think a mayor should be out there. Mm -hmm. They should be informing the public what's going on, you know, with your tax dollars, right? And fortunately, I do like people. Because if someone is mayor and they don't like people, it will be a rough job. Yeah. It will be painful. <laughs> no doubt. And people like to meet their mayor mm-hmm. and they like to talk with them about what's on their mind, you know. Yeah. And so I have everything from, you know, press conferences about, for example, we had a press conference about um, Bluegrass Community Foundation. Mm-hmm. You may have seen that. Just saw that, yeah. They've now given $100 million in grants. That's a big deal. We are a generous community. Okay. I do those sorts of things. I, you know, businesses that are brand new or renovated or moved, I like to go to their grand openings mm-hmm. and support them. Yeah. Our city cannot run without our small businesses particularly, and our large businesses. Mm. I speak at many luncheons and dinners and wherever people want me, pretty much. And so your your view of what I do is 
partly correct. Now, inside government, I'm in a lot of meetings. I'll be going to an engineering meeting after this. And I have revenue updates. I have budget meetings. I have public safety meetings. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, the mayor needs to be on top of all the issues that are internal mm-hmm. also. Right. So it's a wonderful job. I love it. It's a great fit for me. Good. You know, and it would be terrible to be elected mayor and discover <laughs> you really didn't like it. <laughs> Wouldn't it? Yeah. You're, are you, you're about a year in, just over a year in? Just over a year in. Mm-hmm. What's been the biggest surprise? Uh, for me personally, as the mayor, the biggest surprise was our revenue situation. Mm-hmm. And the, my second week in office, I learned that we probably were not going to meet our budget the current budget that I came into and that I had to take immediate action to correct that. And that immediate action was, we call it, called it frosting jobs so that we did not hire except for jobs that were critical to the running of government. And we encumbered money that hadn't been spent the first six months. Mm because we're required to have a balanced budget and to meet that budget. So I was, um, I guess to a certain extent, I was disappointed that in my second week in office, that was what I learned. And then from that, we had an even worse revenue situation going into my first budget that I helped craft (laughs) and had to cut a lot. But, you know, we did it, and we're living within our means, and I think people appreciate that, you know? Absolutely. We're being smart with the tax dollars that we do get, and so it just was kind of a matter of uh, right-sizing us for the time, Mm -hmm. so that was my biggest surprise. The, the pace of it didn't, it surprised me a little. It was a little bit more than I had expected, but not, you know, to any great degree, you know. Yeah. So um, we're, we're fiscally, we're so sound. We are really in great shape because we have, you know, we have a good solid rainy day fund and mm. we we meet all of our, you know, we're bringing our bonding down to where it's at a level it should be and just things like that yeah. you know it's not it's not bad it's just you know taking an approach where you you work on it to fix it hearing, That's, you, hearing you talk about all these different things i can my, my wife's a nurse oh and, and i can you get it? i can see like where a lot of those things that you've been doing kind of you know ma- like match up with, yes. with what a, a nurse's job yes. is is there, is there anything that you well, miss from it? or uh, From I'm my t- nursing yeah, job? Yeah. Oh, I do miss it. Yeah. But I'm in a wonderful place yeah. right now yeah. where I can have a, a very big impact mm-hmm. on yeah. the quality of life here. Yeah. And one of the things I was heavily involved in, and I recognized right away through my nursing background that it was the right thing to do, was our smoking ordinance. Mm-hmm. We were the first comprehensive countywide smoking ordinance in Kentucky in the heart of tobacco country. Right. Now, it made nationwide rumbles because Mm -hmm. of that. Uh, We passed it in 2003, 
and we worked on it for two years before that. And we were sued by the Hospitality Association, and it went all the way to the Kentucky Supreme Court, Mm -hmm. and they withheld it, upheld it. And so it became a model for other communities in Kentucky. And think about what that means. You know, we weren't taking away people's right to smoke. That is what people feared. Mm -hmm. What we were saying is if you're out in a public place where there are people who don't smoke, obviously, you can't smoke. Mm -hmm. Because the secondhand smoke, you really can't barrier it off. You know, yeah. it doesn't yeah. really work. You know, we would go in restaurants and they'd have a barrier this high. Yeah, right. <laughs> and say, this is smoking, this is non-smoking. And you go, yeah, right. <laughs> I worked at Ruby Tuesday and we, okay. had, a, we had a first available section uh, ah. because there weren't good enough barriers. And so they said, look, if somebody asks for first available, we can set them right next to a smoker. And they said first available, right? <laughs> and which also means we know they're not smoking. And and I worked first available on a Tuesday night, um, on a dead Tuesday night, and I was a low man on the totem pole. I got no tables all night. So. Uh-huh. It's funny to yeah talk about we we talk about that sometimes at the shop, and you know a lot of our employees are in in college, and so when I tell them like yeah we had smoking or non smoking sections, and they were just. It's just so mm-hmm. weird and so Back odd. Back in the old days. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, our smoking ordinance, I mean, think about 2003, and we had really, the, the public hearings were horrible hmm. because restaurant owners, bar owners came, and they say, we were sitting up there as council members, you're going to put us out of business. Hmm. They were very fearful, and... None of that happened. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't think of one Even, instance. I thought no. for sure Shinaway Pub. <laughs> <laughs> the smoke just rolled out yeah. of that place. Yeah. Yeah. And even they, yeah. they're still doing great. They're thriving, yes. Well, and part of it is that people who don't smoke now feel like they can go in there, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so this is kind of gets to the broader issue of being able to affect policy that affects our quality of life. Mm-hmm. That was the Fairness Ordinance. That was the smoking ordinance. Mm. That was, you know, policies all along the line that make us a place where people want to be. Yeah. You know, if you have a community that does not have good quality of life, it's real hard to attract people there. And that's one of our jobs mm. in government, I believe, is to have the policies that make people say, I want to go live there, you know. And plus, we have a low cost of living. And, you know, all those, we have a thriving arts community. We have parks everywhere. All those things are what bring people here. Mm -hmm. And we have more and more trails. People can walk and bike and, you know, do healthy activities Mm -hmm. outside. So it's not our job to create jobs, per se. It's our job to make ourselves so attractive that companies want to come here yeah. and bring their people here, you know? Yeah. Is there something on the forefront that you're most excited about, something coming in the next five or ten years? Well, I am. I brought with me, uh, I've been thinking about it for a long time, this um, idea of becoming an ag tech Mm. hub Mm -hmm. and 
I talked at length with Dr. Pierce Lyons about it before he passed. And, you know, he founded Alltech, which is an extremely high-tech, ag-based company. And we had all these discussions about our potential here. It's great. And so we've been focusing on it. And we've, we've got land now set aside for bringing ag tech and high tech jobs. We are almost complete with our gigabit fiber in mm. the urban area, the entire urban area. You know, many cities only lay the gigabit fiber where people will sign on to it. Mm. We're putting it through the entire urban area. That's a big deal. Yeah, that's huge. And, and tech companies want that. People want that. I want higher speed at home, (laughs) right? And so we've partnered with UK College of Ag. We've partnered with the Commissioner of Ag at the state level and all tech. And so we are in this together. And we have hired together, we've hired a consultant uh, through the generosity of UK Mm -hmm. to help us look at how to attract those businesses. And we think we have great potential for that and that we can become known for that. And so that I'm super excited about that. That's awesome. Yes, it is awesome. And um, I don't know if you're familiar with Base 110. You know, they have spaces for startups and they have exploded because of the the word has gotten out that this community wants startups, we want high tech, and they've now expanded to more buildings okay. for mm-hmm. startup space. And we've had um, some uh, focus groups with some of our current ag tech companies. Mm-hmm. We did a study of a cluster of what we actually have, so we would know we have a lot of ag tech already. And so we have sat down with them in focus groups to find out what they think is the most important thing. And to a person, they all said talent. Mm -hmm. We want to be in a place where we know there is talent. And Lexington is a very highly educated community. Mm -hmm. And we have talent just pouring out of the University of Kentucky and BCTC, and, you know, all the puzzle pieces are coming together. Yeah. So it's pretty exciting. That's awesome. Yes. That's really cool. Yes. How, so, where, where's that land at? Is it, I just, it I is, don't know if that can be disclosed or not. Oh, yes. It was part of a land swap <laughs> with okay. the university. The university wanted control over some streets mm-hmm. that are really on campus that were public streets and we needed land for economic development. So the land is in Coldstream oh, yeah. Research Park. Yeah, right. okay. Yes. Fifty acres is currently shovel ready. Okay. And then two hundred acres is it has the dairy farm on it right now mm-hmm. with researchers and when they're finished in a couple of years it will become ours. So we have given, you know, some streets to UK and in essence, it was a $30 million cashless exchange. That's cool. It's a big deal. Yeah. And it's not done very often yeah. in this country, but we needed something and they needed something and, you know. Worked out great. Voila. <laughs> <laughs> our, our partnership with UK is hugely 
important. And I've worked real hard to strengthen that. Yes. And we're we're all in it together, right? Mm-hmm. So we work real hard at that. There's something special about uh, the, the size of Lexington that I feel like uh, we've talked among yeah. local businesses that um, there, there's much more of a supportive and cooperative than competitive environment. I mean, yes. I, I think we challenge each other to be better and do better, but it's not like a cutthroat. We want you to lose yes. and us to win. And even <laughs> just the, the way the city embraces mm-hmm. um, new new things mm-hmm. and and people. And I think even like to have a major university and yes. a, a three hundred thousand person city, we're small enough mm-hmm. to have some really good cooperative relationships, and also big enough to to do some big and exciting things. Exactly. Um, I haven't figured out if we're a small town <laughs> attitude with a big, you know, a big small town or a small big town. I mean, it's we've <laughs> kept the. It is interesting. Lexington is interesting because we have a certain amount of small townishness Mm -hmm. about us. You know, we're a very friendly town. Someone told me, a visitor from another place told me when he was here, he said, someone on the street actually said hello to me. And I said, (laughs) well... You know, that's kind of what we do here. And he said, but they didn't know me. (laughs) And I said, yes, (laughs) we're friendly. And, um, you know, we do welcome people. We Mm -hmm. like new ideas and we like new people. You know, speaking of new people, I'll tell you something very interesting here. And that is women in government. Mm -hmm. I am the third female mayor. Of Lexington and many cities in Kentucky, including our big sister to the West, have never had a woman mayor. Lexington is open enough that if they see someone they think can do a good job, it doesn't matter. They'll elect them. Yeah. And I I love that. Yeah. You know, it's it's a it's very special that way. Yeah, it really is. We just want good people. Well, yeah, we did. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we saw you tweeted about uh, Lexington Coffee Week. Thank yes. You, this way, you know. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> Thank like, you. <laughs> even that, like, that shows that cooperation. Like, we, there's all these local, great local coffee shops. Mm-hmm. And not only, like, have they, like, all, we've all banded together to, to make this fun week, but, you know, the all of our uh, people, all of our customers and everything have all come out and talked about all the different shops and it's just yes. just so so supportive and mm-hmm. such a great great city to be mm-hmm. in well i think it's important don't you to oh, highlight absolutely. the really good things going on mm-hmm. here and we have challenges you know no city is without challenges mm-hmm. we talked about the budget and the revenues and you know we try we work every day to keep our crime down keep us a safe city and we are a safe city but if you're one of the people who's been impacted by crime you don't necessarily think that we are a safe city we work on that every single day and those are kind of the things that are sometimes behind the scenes Mm -hmm. one of the things i've been working on is uh taking um with our faith community having listening sessions Mm. with them 
I had one recently with several pastors and, and one of the rabbis in town. And, you know, I need to hear from them what they think the issues are because they've got the people, right. the people in the pews, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm starting those kinds of things with different groups. I want to do one with the small business community. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very important that I get out there and hear what you think, not just tell you what I think. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely. You want to hear from your customers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. It, well, it, it makes such a difference. It really well, does. How else do people do it that they find out really what what is on the minds of the people? Right. Yeah. And and back to I wanted to say one other quick thing. You picked up on you said your wife's a nurse. Mm-hmm. So I told somebody one time and it and they laughed, but the more I thought about it, the more I think it's just right. Lexington is like one big patient. Yeah. And what what nurses and healthcare folks do is we look at the symptoms and the we assess the the person <laughs> for different things, signs of health. Lexington has signs of health. Mm. Lexington has some things that are not there yet. They're not signs of health. They're places where we need to work and take action. And, um, you know, it's when you think of it that way, it's kind of a simple concept, but it works. Mm -hmm. You know, if the city has, has a segment of the city where they're not signs of wellness, then what do we do about that? You know, how do we get an action plan? How do we move forward mm. to make changes? So um, it's the great challenge, isn't it? Yeah. It's a and, good challenge. Yeah, and if you take that as a, a good, fun challenge. Yes. How yes. do we improve health? Mm-hmm. An important great. challenge. But yeah. just, you know, how do we improve the city's health, mm-hmm. so to speak? I'm, I'm thinking broadly. You know, you might not think that um, a zoning issue is about health, but if it is just continues to gnaw on yeah. people and they're unhappy about it and they don't know what to do about it, then we have to talk mm-hmm. and figure it out. They're just different, different pieces and parts of the community that way. So for me, it's not rocket science, you know, it is just recognize where the issues are and then who do we need on board to help, help, you know, make a plan. What's most likely to keep you up at night? You know, I have been asked that over and over (laughs) and I'm a pretty good sleeper. (laughs) So nothing has really kept me up at night. Um, now, sometimes I wake up early, like 4.30, and then I have something on my mind. And I know when we were having our budget challenges, I was thinking a lot about that, but it didn't it didn't keep me from sleeping, you know. Um, but it, I have a wonderful team of people. Oh, my gosh, you know this. The team around you is everything. Right, yeah. If they're strong and they they are knowledgeable and they understand our mission, they go. 
I mean, I'm the luckiest person in the world because I have a great team and I can't do everything. You know, Mm -hmm. no one person can do everything. But if you have a good team behind you, chances for success are greater. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 430 is like donut maker hours. I know. If I had just been motivated enough, I could have gotten over there and gotten some early, hot off the press. (laughs) Right? Just come knock on the door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We need to get you to City Hall. We have, uh, we have. Lightning round questions. Yes. Okay, so yes. lightning Ask round. Them. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. And then yeah. we'll get moving. Yeah. <laughs> Can you slip me a note? I want to <laughs> change my very first one. I've okay. been asking the same, oh, but okay. it, um, I'm guessing you're a reader. I'd love to know your best recent read. Oh, I am a reader. I love to read. So my best recent read is, I'm not reading it right now. I'm reading something else, but John Adams. Ah, David McCullough? David McCullough. Um, He is one of my all-time favorite writers. Have you read his work? My wife read John Adams last year, and so I read about half of it through the things that she stopped and said, here, listen to this. Uh (laughs) this." Did you like it? And now she's reading Truman. Truman is on my... Truman is thick. (laughs) Well, David McCullough doesn't write any skinny books, but... um, Truman is one of my next books. Yeah. Right now I'm reading a novel that's kind of an escape novel. So <laughs> I like all kinds of things. I, but I loved John Adams. And and put on your list, The Greater Journey. Hmm. Has your wife read it? I don't know that. It's about, it's David McCullough, and it's about all the artists, physicians, uh, writers from this country who went over to Paris in the 20s and 30s, 1920s and 30s, because Paris was way advanced, and what they learned. It is fascinating. The huh. greater journey. Okay. Okay, this is lightning round. <laughs> Mine are more silly. Uh, if you, <laughs> you have a, do you have a go-to uh, a junk food if you, if you pick up like a... Oh, yes. As long as it's, oh, it's, no, it's not, for me, it's not sweet. Uh It's salty and crunchy. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) You know, if I, if I would just let myself, my go-to would be something like Doritos. All right. All right. Like the regular flavor or Cool Ranch? Oh, spicier the better. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh All right. I like spicy food. Yeah. 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 I'm a little Debbie guy, but yeah. Sweets, yeah. you know, yeah. I like so, sweets every now and then, but yeah. ooh, that's salty crunch. Yeah, <laughs> and I when I travel, I carry a bottle of I shouldn't admit this Tabasco with me. <laughs> oh yes, I have a little tiny mini bottle. Yeah, just put it on anything. I like I like spicy food, uh-huh. okay. and frequently food is too bland, so I'll put a little on you know eggs on meat on. Yeah. Whatever. That's awesome. It goes anywhere. <laughs> All right. Uh, so th- I don't know how this works for you. I don't know if you can do this. My typical oh, question is sing? you have. Ha- oh, sing would be great if <laughs> no. you could do that. No. Uh, my typical question is you have a free day with nothing to do. Already this may not fit. But the other half is <laughs> where in Lexington do you go just to be there and enjoy yourself? Oh. But I don't know if you can go places. Well, I'll tell you where. Okay. You better watch out. People and might start going there to yes, see you. Yes, it'll tell you a little bit about myself. Because I love lots. Of, I love music. I love 
I mean, I have a lot of loves that way. I love eating out. We have a great Mm -hmm. eat out community, but I would go to the Arboretum, Uh our state botanical garden, and I would walk. Yeah, it's so beautiful. It is gorgeous. And peaceful. Yes, it's peaceful. It's gorgeous. And it, you know, plus I can get a little exercise. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's... uh... It's like the first day that you can drive in your car and have the windows down. And, and you look over and you're like, okay, I'm going to put some music on that makes this day even better. What 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 are you putting on? Oh, this is a good one. I, because I like almost all kinds of music. Mm-hmm. Um, I might start with something like Elton John. Yes. <laughs> something to get me, you know, yeah. revved up. Yeah. But I like, I like classical music. I like pop i like i i've never kind of i need to get a better feel for hip-hop <laughs> <laughs> right I, but i like jazz i like i like country i love country because there's always a story yes you know i think of um was it was it tom t hall who sang a song that was thank god and greyhound she's gone <laughs> <laughs> And so then you hear the story. Yeah. Country always tells this story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have I have wide ranging likes. Just, in if music. you could just add hip hop, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Last one, I think. Am I right? Yeah. Last one. Uh, Ten years from now, what do you mm-hmm. hope we're looking back and saying? This is different and better about our city now than mm-hmm. where we are now. I I would love to see our city, our urban area filled in. And our success at our infill, our density, and the fact that we are a vibrant urban area where people walk and Mm. bike and use alternative transportation. Mm. And um, people are, you know, gainfully employed where they want to be employed, that our crime rate continues to be low. And people think they have a good quality of life, you know, and um, I that would make me happy. And of course, we will be the ag tech hub of the region, Mm -hmm. if not the whole eastern United States. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, Yeah. I think we've got potential. Yeah. So. Thank you. Yeah. Good. Thank, thank oh, you so welcome. much for doing this. This was fun. Yeah. Good. No real policy. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no hardcore policy. Yeah, no. No. That's great. Yeah. And it's wonderful to meet you both. Likewise. Yes. Thanks so much for listening to Let's Talk About It. If you want to know more about Linda Gordon, our mayor, please visit her website, www.lindagordon.com. Again, thanks for listening to Let's Talk About It. This podcast has been brought to you by North Lime Coffee and Donuts.
I just met the mayor. <laughs> the of mayor of the this town. Veterans Park Elementary yeah. this town yeah. day. <laughs> and man, she was impressive. She's fifth grader. Okay. And That's awesome. She had her clipboard and her pen, and she was just going at it. Give somebody some power. Oh. See what happens. Yeah, there you go. <laughs>